are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network, the cascade of awfulness that we are your guides, your (laughs) ability to vent, ability to, I don't know, rage, whatever you feel necessary. Talk about firing Casper if you want. Call into the show. I think would be would be preferable. Yeah, no, I'd love it's, that. That'd be cool. Let's do that. It's it's been a it's been a rough show. It's been a rough year. I say rough show. It's been a rough show year. I think for us, <laughs> <laughs> but we do it for you all. We do it because you guys like to hear us. You guys still tune in and listen to us. You guys still talk about how much you love the show. Um, I I, I do not think we could do this show without you. So don't know why I <laughs> nope. want to open this. <laughs> and why would we want to? <laughs> why would we want to? Who would want to talk about this team? Uh, John, uh, how you doing, my friend? How, how was your How was your weekend? Uh, it was rainy and bad the whole time. Uh, I don't know about probably was there in Richmond as well. So it was a uh, not. It was not great. Um, <laughs> what about you? I watched yeah. bad soccer. I think that's also what I did. Well, I watched. Uh, I think the only really live event. Obviously, I watched the the kickers. You know, pull out a one one draw. Um, snatch a draw from the defeats of whatever um so that was nice that was probably probably the only good thing of the week they now sit one point and i'm wearing their jersey right now not as a way to rub it in the face but to but to tell you that it gets better but to but to say that it does indeed uh it does indeed get better it does indeed get soccer, better so- it's it's the soccer version of that by the way also producer brian on the fly fixed our uh our scene to have the correct show on and fixed uh, audio issues on the fly. That's that's what happens here when you have a professional working the ones and twos behind the scenes. So the soccer may not be good, but at least uh, the podcast about the soccer can be can be pretty pre- pretty good. And while I have a chance to remember here for those folks who are joining us live, thank you. We love when you do that. Uh, give us uh, throw us a sub on on Twitch. I just had a, just got to do it before the show started. It's my twelfth month in a row of giving us or giving ourselves money. Uh, so I encourage Ted will do the same thing. We keep it we keep it real that way. Oh, I, I jinxed us. Now our video feed is all crazy. Uh, but if uh, if you if you want to subscribe on Twitch, bottom right, gift the sub. If you've got uh, Amazon Prime, you can just give it to us for free. It doesn't cost you a dime. Yeah, so there's f- that. I'll, I'll take responsibility that I hit the back button on my on my mouse <laughs> accidentally <laughs> to send me back. So we're kind of like DC United season right now. We're just yeah. we're just we're just a little bit of a mess, but we're 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 much more of a beautiful mess than DC United season. Um, I find it funny you say it rain, John. You probably got to sit in the comfort of your home. I had to go out and actually uh, call and referee the soccer hey, games. Hey, nerd. <laughs> Who, whose fault is that, man? We were not drafted in like the military. This was this was you cho- chose to do. I I did indeed. I did indeed choose this right. But I had, I had a good weekend. I'll, I'll have some maybe amusing or two um, related. If you stick around for the Spirit podcast, if you're listening live, if you're listening to United 96, check out the Kindred Spirits. I might have some some musings based on what we've been seeing from the uh, from the report, from something something I experienced uh, this weekend while refereeing. So definitely stick around for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk DC, though. Let, let, let's let let's open up this uh, this corpse of a season and and just dig right in. Um, DC <laughs> <Gross>. United <laughs> one one nothing loss to uh to Montreal. Um, yeah, I think the the one thing that that I think we we all kind of took away from this game, uh, Donovan Pines, um, I'm going to go and say probably had his worst game, worst game of the season. Um, I, I would argue maybe the worst game of his career. I, I stand sort of by those uh, by possibly the, those sentiments. Um, I don't know if you disagree with me. Maybe he's had other games that I'm just not remembering. But I, I think this for me marks 
the first game where I am like, I think it's time for this team to move on from him. I think it's time to find somebody else. I don't, I'm not sure what type of contract situation he is in or what type of contract he is under, but it just does not seem like he'll have a couple good games. He still has incredible, um, um, incredible, uh, incredible technical abilities, but also just does not have the abilities, uh, to play consistently. So, yeah, what's the what's the the six the eight inches between your ears or whatever the saying is? He doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. That's the unfortunate thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, we had our uh, we had our post game Twitter space, uh, which is something we're gonna do next year for sure. Uh, but we had people call not call in, I guess, just start talking on. <laughs> it's not really calling in, speaking it uh, about sort of just being done with Donovan at this point. Some people want to keep him around. Mm-hmm. Some people like Ted are done with him. I'm also probably done with him but I bet you we keep him because he's the cheapest one on the roster and we're going to have to turn over most of the spots uh, once again. So yeah. I, I, or as many as they, as many as they possibly well, can so that Rooney can create a team. Here, here's what I'd say. You're probably right. I think he, I do expect him to be back next season just based on that. Um, but I mean, for anybody that's like, no, we should keep him around. And, you know, I understand the sentiment. He was, he's a homegrown player. Um, very much a guy, you know, his, his was, his father is the president at the university of Maryland. So he's very much sort of a person around the, around the DMV. And that carries a lot of weight with DC fans. I get that. But if you, if you showed that player and took away his name and took away pretty much, you know, just about every discernible feature that you would recognize as Donovan Pines. And you saw those types of performances from somebody else. At, at age 24, by the way, I, I feel like, you know, there, there's certain players that I think we look at and sometimes we think they're older than they are and sometimes we think they're, they're younger than they are. I think a lot of people think Donovan Pines is younger than he actually is. He's 24. By 24, you are supposed to be that that is when you have developed, you know, mostly as a soccer player. Um, and uh, honestly, I just don't I don't see it getting any better with him. Uh, if there were any other player, he'd been he would have been run out, run out on the rails. He would be. He would be like what some fans want to do to Steve Birnbaum at this point. Like, we're done with you. Goodbye. Get out of here. So um, I think it's time. I think it's time to uh, agree that agree that he is pro- if he doesn't do it now, I don't see how he's going to be able to to develop sort of to iron out that those issues in his game. Um, so, yeah, that's where I stand with him. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob. Lad ninety five here says we can't continue making excuses for Pines when his performances can vary drastically from game to game. He's been a pro player for two to three seasons already. One would expect him to have ironed out these silly mistakes already. And we didn't even talk about the game. We just sort of assumed everybody, and everyone does know by now <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that that why why we're talking about Donovan Pines. Uh, but yeah, I think I I don't think there's much you can argue about that now at this point. He's he it's always been a if he can put it together situation, and uh, he has it in three years. So yeah. there's only so long at which you continue to drag at that. Donovan Pines is not our biggest problem, but it's certainly he always he seems to make the most noticeable mistakes. That's his problem. He his mistakes are never subtle. His mistakes are always goal inducing, and that's just the way that is. By the way, Ted, you're cracking me up. I was thinking about it when you were talking about players that you think are older than they are or younger than they are. And that reminded me when you kept 
thinking that Felipe should be a coach when he was like 31. He's like, <laughs> he's going to retire anytime now. Because he's been, he's been around for so long. I know. He's been around for so long. I mean, it was, it was funny because it like it happened multiple times, like whatever, like in your mind, he's like, that man is old. He's got a busted knee. He's 40. At least. <laughs> I'm sure you listen to the show and say, screw this guy. I'm not doing <laughs> another interview. And we never Felipe did. <laughs> definitely would have. He both, he would have done, he, he named, he name searches and he definitely listens to podcasts. So that's that. So let's talk about the result uh, that we're sort of alluding to. Montreal uh, beats DC United one to nothing uh, this weekend. The all, by the way, the all uh, the all time record on that is uh, Montreal takes the lead. Finally, nine wins, eight draws, and eight DC United wins. So now we're in the red on yet another matchup. I imagine that's the case probably for uh, most of them. Well, not maybe not the older clubs. Maybe not like uh, New York, Columbus, LA, maybe, but uh, certainly the newer ones. I think are probably going to hold the hold the advantage on us, except for our opponent next weekend which I'll get into in a minute, but yeah, go ahead. So, uh, the, I think there's a only the game stunk for the most part. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of things that were promising. Yeah. It's, I, I, kept, I, <laughs> go ahead. I, I keep, I, well, I keep, I keep trying to like, I keep trying to tell myself, I'm like seasons over do these. Like I keep, I almost put distance. As soon as I turn on the TV, sit down and try to watch a game. I immediately put distance in, or try to at least in my mind. And for most of that game, I was I was honestly just bored. Like I was like I was kind of half looking up, half looking at my phone. I, like you there was no emotion, I guess, emotional investment in this game because I'm just honestly just ready for the season to be over. And I guess what's what's sad to me is that I if you had told me when Wayne Rooney was hired at the beginning of the year, I would have expected more even if I knew we weren't going to make the playoffs, I would have expected to see an identity. I would have expected us to to see us put together something that you could say, okay, if we can perform like that more games next season, we're going to be in better shape. Or we're going to be in good shape. And truth be told, we haven't really seen that. I mean, maybe the Orlando game, but I mean, it's hard. It's hard to really call that what it is. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, contract, you know, Comparing it to what's going on too with taxi and and bringing that all into the into the equation, it, it just it, it's the first time actually after this game that I am worried. I, I'm worried. I, I don't see the direction, and maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe you know if you talk to players behind the scenes, um, this is going to be an off season where you can't. I can't just see the same lineup and say, oh well, it's you know now we got a fresh season, fresh motivation. I mean, there there should be guys out there that should be motivated to go out there and want to play because they might not have jobs next year. And it doesn't feel, it feels like a lot of them are just kind of going through the motions. If the season starts and it's the, the story we're told is like, well, now they've had a whole off season to learn the, uh, learn the, the tactics. Then I will pull my, all of my hair out and that'll be the end of it. So that's not going to happen, but it is, I think Rooney kind of, for me, the thing he said this in one of his post game conferences. And I now think of it every time I watch DC United, is he said, I forget which of the losses this was about, but he said uh, it looked like a testimonial match, the way that the, the, way that the players were, were running and moving off the ball. And I see that now a lot. I see that. Uh, that, is a, that is a, I think it's, you're, you're going to struggle when you're often, your plan, your tactics are to give the other team the ball most of the time, mm-hmm. to seed possession. You're going to look rough a lot of times. You're going to look like you're getting uh, your, the, their will inflicted upon you because clearly you don't have the ball. But this team moves pretty poorly without the ball, and right now they're not converting on their crosses and their chances with their target forward that they bought. 
so it's really just it just looks like a mess. And to your and to your point, it's boring. It's not it's not fun to watch. There's there's no individual player that you're watching on that and that eleven that was going to do anything that was going to that was going to buy themselves sort of change the game. Wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, we talked about this in the Twitter spaces, and I don't and we don't know what's going to happen on Taxi. I think that. I have a bunch of questions that piled up from our not having a show. I think last week I got to find them while we're doing the show. Uh, but uh, we don't know what's going to happen with taxi. We talked about it. I think two weeks ago when it originally happened, there's no news other than taxi has been asked by the club to come back from Greece. Uh, but this club without him doesn't it struggles to make offensive chances outside of the wings or counterattack. So sort of coming, sort of coming with the ball, He's sort of imperative to the way the team is built. So if he is gone, if he is being either uh, forced to leave or decides that they want to get rid of him or whatever the move is, uh, they're going to have to hit, like you said, on the spaces, they're going to have to hit really hard on these two DPs, uh, the Paulson downgrade. And then they're going to have to find a, a chance creating game changer that they can afford after they just spent however much money on, I guess there, they didn't spend too much money on taxi taxi was an expiring contract or a small train. Yeah. Contract. It was like 400,000. Some, some of which apparently taxi paid to, to come here as well. Right. So the so, team did not, you know, the team was happy to wait till July. So no so. excuse. So if, if he is gone, there's no excuse for the team to be like, well, we just spent money on. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, they got to find a player of his ilk of his, of, of his profile because this club is, does not have any of it. Otherwise there's, there's no other creative playmaker on this team. It doesn't exist. Yeah. By the way, DC United, um, in case you were curious or didn't know, also clinches the the uh, fictitious slash maybe real. I think there's actually a trophy that we now give for this. The wooden spoon uh, for finishing last place in Major League Soccer. We're going to have a trophy mail, and everything. <laughs> if you want, if you like to mail a wooden spoon to DC United's offices, I don't think it's a horrible idea. I don't think it's the, the worst there, idea. There is an actual trophy, by the way. I know. Someone, someone has made a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we. Should, I think they should feel bad. I have to open a bunch of Amazon packages that have one singular spoon and some bubble wrap in it. I think that's a good idea. But um, by the by the way, I don't know if you know it's. It, this is our fourth wooden spoon. It ties us now for most wooden spoons with uh, San Jose. Three of which have come under the uh, under the eye, watchful eye of Dave Casper. Um, so that that has been a talking point, I think, amongst fans is. Very much everybody wanting Dave Casper gone at this point. And I think we have both you and I, John, have been kind of brought on to this. Um, you know, I again, I, I do find it tough because of I think he's one of those guys like Ben who I look at and say, well, look what he was given. <laughs> look what he was given for most of his tenure. But, you know, to his to his credit, like once he got the ability to spend at least a little bit of money, it's pretty clear that, you know, he's there is a very deep, deep deficiency in talent evaluation and finding the right players. Um, it's only gotten a little better as they've brought on other people like Sean Howe, like Lucy Rushton, that they've managed to identify some some better players, some some better players. So um, I, I think we'll see on this one. I, I don't think you'll see Dave gone this summer. I, I don't think you'll see him while Rooney's coach. Uh, but once Rooney leaves, if this if this maybe doesn't meet the expectations, um, I think you could see them start to maybe look to say, okay, now we've got to really just like tear it down and re and rebuild completely from the top down and the, and the bottom up, like complete and utter, like, um, you know, new heart, new brain, everything. Um, so that's, 
that 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 could be something. And and I think I've talked about too. I, I wonder. I do wonder how much uh, how much Dave's really running the show anymore, or if he's just there to say, Wayne hands him a player says, "Hey, I want to sign this player. Can we fit this in the roster?" And he does his, you know, he's very knowledgeable about the rules. And then he says, "Yep, you can do it." Or, "Nope, sorry, no no room here." Or, "We've got to make this trade. Who do you want to trade for to get allocation money so we can make this happen?" Who knows? But I, I think that's why that's one of the reasons why Dave is still is still around. So you're saying Dave Casper is like the guy in the office that doesn't actually do anything anymore, but understands like this archaic coding system that this one program runs on and they got to keep him around. Otherwise that one system will fail. And and that system is like MLS roster rules, 9,000 page handbook. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Otherwise you're, I mean, you're turning it over to, you're essentially turning it over to Lucy Rushton who while you know has experience certainly working in MLS and everything else is does not has never had a full-time position like this um, when you have a coach who maybe has a general inkling of the rules and how ridic- and how ridiculous it might be maybe doesn't have a have a full understanding of how to make the mechanisms to pull all the levers so i mean i think yeah i think that's honestly it would not surprise me if that's why dave is still around it also would not surprise me if if at, we get to a certain point and they, there's a mutual agreement to leave, excuse me, to leave or a termination um, for, for Dave Casper. So Garth Lagerway draft Garth Lagerway, Seattle missed the playoffs for the first time since, I don't know, the first Obama administration. <laughs> first uh, Obama administration when I was graduating high school. So that's, uh-huh. that's how long, <laughs> that's so, how long, that's how long we could probably do a whole list of like, of, of things that happened in 2000, what, 2009, I think was their first year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yep. Um, we could probably do a whole list of things from give 2009. Me, give me Garth Lagerway, please. That would, that would, if they, no one cares about my one single season ticket that I didn't uh, renew, but I'll, I'll say that that's why. I'll say I want a different GM. Anyway, let's get into, because we have to, because this is the rules and there are only so many games and we've got to cover them. Uh, other elements from this one other game, uh, Montreal never scored. So there's that. Donovan Pines uh, slides uh, in an attempt to uh, get a ball away from the goal mouth that, you know, very much likely David Ochoa had uh, was going to get. Uh, But he slides, kicks the ball into his own net. That's that one. Nothing. Uh, The red card that comes later (laughs) was was also an interesting element where Donovan Pines is running again. There's cover here. I think that. Ochoa has a chance to make a play on a, on a, on a, on a breakaway. Donovan Pines pushes with two hands to the back of the Montreal player. Uh, it is not called instantly. He has to go to VAR, but clearly everyone who was watching that game was like, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a penalty and a red card. Uh, Denal Dogso, I think was probably pretty clear as well. So a uh, horrible, very bad game. I think a 4.0 on, uh, on, on, on foot, mo- uh, foot mob, which who cares? Yeah. But, uh, Let's talk about the one thing that's exciting. David Ochoa, we didn't get, we talked about this in the, in the Twitter spaces, but David Ochoa makes a great penalty save. David Ochoa, I believe, uh, is a, is a, as good at saving penalties as Bill Hamid was bad at saving them. Uh, he is very, very confident. He is, uh, I don't, is a, he's a, he's the D word. <laughs> he, two other players, he was standing, uh, to the left to try to, I believe, get in the head of the Montreal penalty taker. Uh, might've worked. Saved, mm-hmm. uh, saved it on a, on, a, on a decent penalty. wasn't like a wasn't like wasn't a bad penalty. Yeah. And go ahead. It, he had he had a couple he had a couple nervy moments. Um, it does remind me. It was a little bit of young goalkeeper 
type syndrome with some of, I think, his moments. Uh, maybe a little too overconfident. Nearly gave up a goal, I think, on a back pass when he should have just kicked it to Rosie, tried to possess it and play it, and nearly cleared it right into a... Uh, yeah, that was where, a whoopsie almost. Yeah. That, that that was not a not a good but moment. it did not happen so we can we can we can we can just forget that it ever happened because it didn't actually cost them uh christian benteke continues to be very dependent and this has always been the case of him very dependent on the quality of service he receives unfortunately for him uh the quality is not great martin, uh, martin rodriguez i believe had seven crosses uh which sounds like a lot except for i believe only one of them was connected <laughs> so that's unfortunate for him uh john uh hopkins Starts uh, uh John. Why can't I remember his first name? It's not, is it Jonathan Hopkins? No. Jackson Hopkins. Hopkins. Jackson Hopkins. Uh, starts his first game since the beginning of September. Played about sixty minutes. I would say fine. Right? You said yeah. you said there were some moments there that were you, you were felt good about, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was it was sort of a continuation of some of the things that he's done well. Um, I'm kind of waiting for that. I guess that next step. That next evolution but again you know it's his first year as a professional so uh maybe that will come but i i thought this was a game where he again showed the good qualities that we see that i think uh, through a couple games previously we did not see some of those some of those good qualities i think when he stepped on the field um so i thought he was fine um thought the midfield was fine with jafal um you know trying to trying to go back to to, to, a little bit to ochoa uh i think this this Signing Ochoa or getting him in next season again would be the one thing that might turn me around at least a little bit to say, well, at least we have that figured out. Um, at least we have that. At least we have that figured out with our with our back line, so to speak. We have a goalkeeper that we know is good, that we've seen be good. Um, he's not perfect, one hundred percent, but it's certainly like miles or you know decades better than what we have right now. So um, right. Yeah, so definitely want to see him get signed. We'll see what happens. That's going to be the big offseason talking point, I think, for this team early on, at least. Is is can they can they keep Ochoa? Can they convince him to stay? Uh, Victor Paulson looked pretty good at right back. That is a position he plays for his national team in Iceland, but uh, I don't believe that that's the long term goal. I don't mm-hmm. believe that's who Rooney would want there. But uh, he wanted to give uh, Chris Odiatsum a break a little bit because he had been starting many many times. Uh, by the way. Good art, good interview on WTOP uh, with Chris about sort of his change of being a full ninety minute player in Wayne Rooney, which he's never been any other time at DC United. So that's a that's something you should check out. Um, but uh, what other things that I wanted to cover? Uh, TKD Ted Cudibiatro had a had a goal marked off for offsides. Uh, I think Steve Birnbaum was off on a, on a, on a trap. I love. I do love when the game gets late and they're late behind, and Steve goes up and plays forward. I do enjoy that. Like that is that has been a that has been a DC United staple for a long time. Uh, but <laughs> it, it is it was enjoyable. He scores uh, gets marked off. I believe Griffin Yao had a. It was either Griffin Yao or Kevin Paredes who had their first goal that they scored marked off, uh, and then they scored very soon after that. It might have been Griffin. I don't really recall. Uh, I mean, again, a very nice goal. I thought that was like, <laughs> if he had scored that, I might be singing at least a little bit of a different tune. Um, it was a very nice strike for him from him. And I think it was, I, I hope he can maybe use that as a jumping off point. Maybe say, hey, you know, now next time I'm, I'm going to get my opportunity. Um, certainly was no fault of his own, the offside. Um, you know, Birnbaum trails a bit, uh, trying to go for the initial ball, and then it kind of falls to him. Um, so unfortunate, but uh he- he but jumped. Good. He 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 went down too loud and actually played well. 
mm-hmm. uh, which most a lot of the players don't necessarily do that. So I think that that gave him a bit of confidence. He's a you know, he certainly has. He's, he certainly, go ahead. He's one to watch. I, th- I think he's another guy who I don't think I think maybe we expected a little bit more from him this season, uh, but he's certainly one to one to watch. Um, he's probably one that maybe if we're looking at who ha- who is you know theoretically has the higher ceiling. Uh, people would say probably Ted Kudipietro potentially has a higher ceiling than Jackson Hopkins. So, and, but Wayne, Wayne is, I would say of the younger players, Wayne really likes Jackson Hopkins. He does. Like he, he's very much, he very much is in, um, is in his good graces. So uh, we'll see what happens in the final game. You know what? I would not be upset if they ran out. Um, they ran out a, a pretty much all youth players and gave other guys a rest. Like Ted, why not? might be happy then. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what Wayne Rooney has been saying. He will be doing, uh, against FC Cincinnati next Sunday, uh, the the final game of the season, a midday start, which I'm annoyed by. Uh, like there's like a, they're serving brunch. It's I I miss so many games that I cashed in, and I'm going to be in this in the suites for this one. Uh, and instead of having like lunch, it's early. They're going to have like breakfast, which is which is always cheaper. So this is this is decent. Accidentally getting lucky into uh, saving a few dollars, but uh, Rooney did indicate that young players are going to get opportunities. Uh, Akinbone probably going to play, maybe start. Uh, uh, Turner, who's now playing down in Loudon, is going to make mm-hmm. the 18, supposedly. So I mentioned before teams that DC United's over, still over on on uh, all time. Uh, all time FC Cincinnati has uh, no wins against DC United, four losses and three draws. And unfortunately, FC Cincinnati also made the playoffs for the first time this year. So things things may be turning around a little bit. Which is, uh, you know, it's it's fortuitous. It's the first return for Lucho and Junior Moreno with Wayne Rooney in charge. So maybe I'm I'm curious. I don't I don't believe Lucho had a great game that his first game back when he came FC Cincinnati uh, visiting. I don't recall him doing anything. I know I put money on him to score and he didn't do it. <laughs> but they're uh, FC Cincinnati having their best season of their entire club history. Fifth place in the East. Um, Lucho is first on the team with 18 ch- big chances created. So he's doing what he does. Uh, he's not sulking apparently too much right now, so there's there's that. It's he, just uh, he's revived. I, I might that might be the one game I watch and just honestly just to see Lucho, um, to see Lucho play again. It'd be it'd be interesting to see the type of response he gets from the fans. Uh, I am sure the cameras will be tracking both Rooney and Acosta um, as they go and shake right. hands or, or say hello. Uh, I'm sure that will be a a, a pretty sentimental moment amongst amongst the. Uh, Amongst the games, uh, the games at two thirty, obviously because it is decision day, in ah, ML, yes. decision day in MLS, where they play every single game uh, at the same time. Unfortunately, so, that decision for us was made like three months ago. It feels like yeah, so decisionless day for us. Fortunately, it's unfortunately I should say it's not uh it's it's not a not a game where any decisions are going to be made for us either seating or playoffs or anything. Just um, a uh, just a little to make it worse. Uh, last five games for FC, FC Cincinnati, two draws, two wins, and a loss. Uh, for DC United, three losses and two draws. So just as a, from a form guide perspective, uh, be very excited about Sunday afternoon. Also, this is the last game that you're going to have a uh, local broadcast mm-hmm. ever, ever again. So watch watch for that reason alone. Uh, Dave should be back from Japan. He will be back from Japan uh, after doing the Wizards tour. So hopefully, and he should be there. He's got to be there. I'm, I'm sure that he'll make that happen. Yeah, for his but, la- for especially for his last game, it's something he he really cares about. And um, 
let's uh let let's let's touch on that a bit. What else we got? We we, we don't have much else that we want to talk just about. Questions, just questions. We're running down a couple of them, but we can. Yeah, we can but but these. I mean, what are your like? We've now we've had the Apple deal. Uh, we still don't have many details about the Apple deal. Um, we're running out, running down. I, I think uh, I think uh, Pablo Maurer had the. <laughs> Had the quote of the had the quote of the of the day as far as like man you know I'm really gonna miss these like local broadcasts and these local broadcast crews, but man I'm not gonna miss that Loudon commercial because <laughs> that is that is uh, perpetually bad. Um, also, I mean in this game too, um, a slew of audio issues, audio issues from like a podcast sometimes. Yeah, just like a podcast sometimes. We don't expect it from a professional broadcast. Um, just not really. There was no sound at one time. It was Tony Lamarza and you know, kind of talking to Tony nobody. Lamarzi doing play by play with no crowd noise is like some sort of torture. That was I, I had a number <laughs> of people. I had a number of people remark to me like, "What is happening?" I was like, "I don't, I don't know." You just turn it back, turn it off, and come back. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, great. now we're, we're going to get we're going to get to um, we are going to uh, to get Apple's broadcast coming up next season. So there's no more local broadcast. We'll see what the radio scene looks like for DC. That they, they still do have a, a radio deal. We'll see if they carry that um, carry that on to next year. And what they do if they just you know put the Apple broadcast and call it a day, or whether they actually go out and say, Dave, do you want to you know do radio for this team? Um, I think I think he would do it. So um, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens here. Um, I, I'm very curious when we're going to get some more details about about what the uh, um, about what the what the what the Apple TV scene is going to look like coming about up a, about about two days before the first game. I suspect that that's when you'll get that information. <laughs> There'll be a little bit. I I think you're going to get something probably pretty close to either leading up to the to the um to the MLS Cup Championship or pretty soon thereafter. I think you'll get something. We'll see. I don't we'll think see. it'll be like two days. So we'll see. We got some questions here. Uh, SC Lad ninety five thoughts on Victor Paulson. Potentially becoming team captain next season, I think that's a good shout. I think that yep. that obviously implies Steve Birnbaum and his seven hundred thousand dollar contract or eight hundred fifty thousand dollar contract, whatever it is, uh, is not there next year. I don't know what the flexibility they have to do that. Uh, but if he is gone, I think Victor Paulson's the best shout probably for for replacement, uh, experienced player that seems to get after other teammates who aren't performing well. Granted, he has not had a great run in the team overall. Like team performance hasn't been well great with him here. Uh, but I still think that as far as what you can see on the field of leadership qualities, I think he has it probably better than anybody else. What do you think? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, I think I would agree with that in a certain sense. I think he's been, uh, he's been a leader. He was, I think after the terrible Philly performance, he was one of the few players that came over. Um, I think that shows real leadership to say, Hey, it's, it's been bad, but we're going to, we're going to be better. So um, excited to see him. I think he's been one of the, one of the new additions. I've been excited. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see back. Better um, than Rodriguez, I think. Yeah, who's faded. Rodriguez has faded very, very quickly. He had, um, I all, think all he the... started rough. He started rough. He had a great game against New York City uh, during the win. And then other than that, it's been pretty, pretty anemic, I think. From, from We're seeing, I think the wayward crosses has been, was a criticism um, for him uh, when he was in Turkey. And we are definitely seeing it right now. That's all I have to say. A lot Another of crosses one... just going nowhere. Another one for RGR and DC is pretty. This is a good good shout. Do you think Apple should do a Welcome to Wrexham style documentary on DC United? It would be perfect. An original MLS team, former dynasty, with a legendary player trying to turn the team around after a complete collapse. It's the perfect story to sell in a documentary. I think uh, 
if <laughs> it would be like uh, it would be like the Sunderland one, one if we got relegated. Uh, but we can't. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't think this. Th- I think the problem about this team is it's not very interesting. I mean, the, the 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 legendary player trying to turn it around as a coach is a good story point. Uh, but I think that once unless they come out of the, the gates jumping next year. I, I this is just a, it's a that's the only story. It's a one note situation for DC United. So it's well, tough. We'll we'll see with uh I, I think that's the one aspect of this media deal that I think they have to figure out. They have to put the put their money where their mouth is and actually develop some type of behind the scenes story. Uh, I mean, we, we've talked, I think, a bit on the show. Uh, you know, neither John and I were F one fans, and then we you John watched Drive to Survive, I watched Drive to Survive, and now I'm you know excited for the next Grand Prix because I, I see the sport and, and you see the drama and the storylines and everything that kind of gets built around it. Um, and I'm, I have no idea. You put me in front of an F1 car. You know, I have no idea. I'm still learning the race strategy and everything, but it's compelling. And I think, I think, I think it could be compelling if, you know, you can, if you put, if you give people, if you give people, you just take that curtain, just peek, give people a peek behind that curtain. Um, it can be a very fun, thing to watch. I think the problem with MLS is that they would need to maybe open themselves up um, a little bit to, you know, exposing maybe criticisms of certain things or, you know, players, you know, do they want to see players getting into say arguments like in the, in the actual locker room? Do they want to open themselves up to that? Or do they want the very cute, rosy like pictures? Um, You know, who knows? I mean, I think I think Welcome to Wrexham has been surprising when I've watched it um, and it not. You know, it actually has an episode where they talk about hooliganism and they interview, you know, an unsavory side of Wrexham, which you would think like a documentary trying to promote this team would not even touch, but they touch it. Um, so it's 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 good. And so I, I think that's going to be the one thing, the media arm. How is that going to change with this new TV deal um, and, and what type of content could we expect? Um, it's gonna be, if, it, if it's if it's if it's just the same stuff we get from MLS soccer, uh, then it's then it's honestly this is going to be a massive failure. And Apple wasted a bunch of money yeah. because we because ESPN's tried it. Fox has tried it. Uh, NBC has tried it. Local local broadcast. No one watches the damn games because they're boring and, the, and there aren't enough cameras and it's in it's in bad quality and there's audio issues and it's just amateur hour a lot of the times except for. But even the nationally broadcast ESPN games where everything is right, it still gets outdrawn by like mm-hmm. reruns of cornhole that it's just they've got to they got to fundamentally change the, the value proposition for watching. Are you going to have Ted Lasso's? Uh, keys to the game before every game. Maybe that's what they're going to do. Maybe <laughs> they're going to make it a joke. I don't really care because we're going to, we're still going to see the team and if it gets more eyeballs, that's good. And if it gets new eyeballs, that's good because this is a stale situation from, from a, from a TV perspective. So they got to do whatever they got to do. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to, I am looking forward. I think they're going to do some whip around coverage. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing the schedule um, next season and kind of looking at that and the, the Wednesday, Saturday type, Time structures, I think, will be nice. So, um, we'll we'll see. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be this is this is new new frontier that MLS is is treading, um, and it could be a massive success. We could look back on it, and other leagues could jump on this platform, and it could be look as a, as a massive success and the death of the RSN of the regional sports network, uh, the beginning of the end of the regional sports network, or it could be you know honestly, oh, I mean, there's nothing that says that you know. Both Apple and MLS could say this isn't working. 
we're just going to end this contract. And there's nothing. I mean, it's a 10 year contract, but I mean, there's nothing that says that Apple could say, you know what, we're, you know, we're, we're kind of done with this. What can we do to mutually terminate this contract? We're going to write off. We're going to write off this bill, whatever, $10 billion, whatever it was. And that's just a rounding it, error. Yeah. With rounding error, you know, we, 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 we made the Newton. So we know how to, we know how to accept a bad <laughs> hey, idea. <laughs> we've had losses before. We've had, we've had things we've cut bait on for sure. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple questions. I want to say, Steven on Twitter, your question is great. It's too complicated. My brain is too melted to answer a, a, a question about, a potential uh, midfield four diamond comparing the ball, comparing the to Barcelona. Ted let's, and I are not going to do that tonight. Good question. <laughs> let's gonna... let's let, let's wait till we get to a let's yeah. uh, well let's get some signings in the door. Let's get some who we know is leaving. I mean it's hard it's hard to really talk about it because we don't know we know certain players are going to be back. We know Ravel Morrison will be back. We know um, we do. We know that Christian Benteke will be back next year. We thought we knew Taxi Funtas was going to be back this year, but now that's all up in the air. Um, you know, there's a lot of up in the air though with this team and and how they want to structure themselves. And so I think it's it's kind of hard to answer a question like that um, because who knows what the team's going to look like. Uh, at Jeffrey Poulin, our one of our Patreons, asked about Taxi, which we've sort of gotten into, but he wants to know: uh, Do we have any hope that DC United or MLS are being transparent and doing a thorough professional investigation of this serious charge? Um, I think it's, I think thorough and professional is, it is, is probably true. Transparency is the, is the challenge. I think, I think, I think they're going to run, I think they're going to run the traps. They're going to talk to everybody. They've already interviewed taxi. Uh, they've already interviewed the Miami player. They've talked to the referees. They've talked to the coaches. They've analyzed the video. That's really all that can be done. They have done all the things. The question about the transparency is like, are we going to find out what was actually said? Uh, or, or what it was said or what, you know, what is being purported by taxi to have been said, whatever those things are. That's the question. I don't know. I don't really have a lot of hope about that. I think, you know, as a lot of people have said since the start, I don't think this is going to be a necessarily like a hush job by MLS. I think it's just going to be an unfortunate situation where there's no one's going to be satisfied with the end result. Some, uh, a party, uh, well, somebody's going to feel very aggrieved because there's not, there's going to be no certainty provided by anything. So, uh, my, we were talking about this beforehand. My guess is that he comes back or is back already this week for training. I don't know if he plays. If he plays, I don't know how he'll be received. Um, but I, I, I don't think we're going to hear judgment from the MLS as far as a, as a, as a finding this week. I bet they'll wait till the off season and taxi will just play. That's my guess. I, I no, I almost, I almost feel like you have to. I, I think we'll hear something. I think we have to hear something this week. Um, It'll be I, right after we finish the show. It'll be Monday night at ten o'clock. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I just don't know how you can. I guess let this, let this linger for too long, or if you're going to come back like during the playoffs. It may be Friday, you know, as a as a as a news dump type of thing. But I mean, I, I think it, I think at some point though, you have to. It definitely helps that DC is not in the playoffs. I think that's yeah, a big help. definitely, definitely, and that might be that might be cool. And you might be right. Maybe we'll be after the after the off season. Um, here's the question: If w- do we read anything into whether Taxi plays or not, or do you think he's definitely he'll be back, he'll train, but he's not going to see the field? I think it's tough, right? I think it's mm-hmm. tough because the team has to be in in a somewhat neutral position until MLS makes a finding. I think just from a perspective of like the way that the union will instruct teams to treat players who are accused of things, but not found guilty of things. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like if you hold them out, you got to hold them out for like 
fitness reasons or something. Like I, I don't, I think I don't think you can hold them out for, you know, like can't say like taxi funtas out racism on the injury report, like because that's not found yet. So I, I don't, I don't know. I think if he's back and healthy, I think Wayne might still just not play him because he already said he's going to throw out the young guys. There's no real nothing to play for no at stakes, this point. Yeah, there's no stakes. Like why, why, why add a little bit more controversy to a dead rubber at the end of the season? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Interesting. Interesting times we'll have. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. The United 96 here on the RFQ Refugees podcast. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Again, we do this for you guys. Uh, it would not be not be worth it to cover this team right now in their current state if it weren't for you guys. We really appreciate the support you guys give us. Patreon.com slash RFQ Refugees. If you're watching us on our live stream, remember there is twitch.tv slash RFQ Refugees. If you pay for an Amazon Prime subscription, you do not have to give us any money. You just have to basically click that box that says, yep, use your yeah, prime. Just sub. two clicks of your mouth. And yes. You're, and you're throwing money around and you're throwing, throw, throwing us uh, some Jeff Bezos money at us. So, mm-hmm. all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.